The Yesterday and Today podcast is a fan-made, not-for-profit, just-for-fun compilation of chronological source materials as they pertain to the Beatles. The show is in no way affiliated with Apple Corps, nor any organization connected to John, Paul, George, or Ringo in any way, though we do consider ourselves premier members of the Bungalow Bill fan club. So kick back, turn off your mind, relax, and download the stream. We hope you will enjoy the show. Yesterday and Today. Episode 4, 1982. It's alright. In this fourth installment of this five-part series for 82, we will cover September 1st through October 31st. Got this in pocket. Got that I'm gonna use it in tension. In September, a 20-year-old German woman named Bettina Hubers files a $3 million paternity suit against Paul McCartney, claiming that he is her father. Allegedly, Paul had an affair with Erika Hubers back in Hamburg, Germany in 1961. Years later, Erika filed a paternity maintenance suit against McCartney in 1966. Back then, the Beatles were about to embark on a tour of Germany and the German courts demanded Paul settle the maintenance suit before setting foot in the country. McCartney paid the £10,000 and denied all allegations. The case is set to continue in February of however, is unaffected by the recent events and is to be found in a London studio on September 1st, recording tracks for his new LP. Ever 
Yes, I love you so bad And she said On September 6th in America, Columbia Records released the single Tug of War by Paul McCartney. The song is taken from the recently released album title of the same name. Would you call Tug of War a love song? Even with a title like that? Because uh, it's, it's clever. I don't know really if it's a love song. I mean, to me, it's just a song about life, really, being a tug of war. I think when I was younger, I um, had always thought that, you know, life was pretty groovy affair and that tragedies and stuff happened to other people, not really to me. I think which is one of the things of youth. I wouldn't say like, you know, in, in my personal relationships, but just generally, you have to admit, you know, that it is a bit up and down kind of thing at some point. And this is really my song admitting that there's a lot of up and down. We expected a little bit more. We could have done with a little bit more, please. But seeing as we're not going to get it, it's a tug of war. It's a tug of war What with one thing and another It's a tug of war We expected more But with one thing and another We were trying to outdo each other In a tug of war In another world In another world We could stand on top of the mountain With our flag unfurled In a time to come In a time to come We will be dancing to the beat Played on a different drum it's a tug of war Though I know I mustn't crumble It's a tug of war 
but I can't let go. If I do, you'll take a tumble, and the whole thing is gonna crumble. It's a tug of war. In years to come, they may discover what the air we breathe and the life we lead are all about. But it won't be soon enough, soon enough for me. No, it won't be soon enough, soon enough for me. single reaches number 53 in the Billboard Top 100 chart. The next day, over at the Lyceum Theatre in London on September 7th, Paul and Linda McCartney host the 7th Annual Buddy Holly Week. focuses on a British theme as MPL holds a contest in 10 other cities around London, searching for a king and queen of the Teds. Teds meaning a couple of true fans of the 1950s. Fans who currently live in that period in fashion and music. Well, 
On September 27th, Ringo and Barbara land at Mascot Airport in Sydney, Australia for a holiday. A few days later, in New York City on October 3rd, after several months of meetings and negotiations, Yoko Ono left Geffen Records and signs with Polygram Entertainment. It seems that Geffen was not pleased with Yoko's last work, Season of Glass. From the controversial album cover which showed John's bloodstained glasses, to Yoko's single Goodbye Sadness that had gunshots opening the song, Geffen needed standard fare that would attract listeners and increase sales. I'm like a wind that goes into all different kinds of, um, different kinds of space, and that's why life is interesting. Geffen suggested finishing the unreleased Lennon material. Yoko wanted to release another solo album. And with that objection, Yoko left and litigation began. to learn um, some very hard lessons <laughs> and it was pretty hard. I came out of it and uh, it's amazing that I came out of it. On October 4th, Parlophone EMI celebrate the 20th anniversary of the release of the single Love Me Do backed with P.S. I Love You by the Beatles with a commemorative 7-inch vinyl release and a picture disc release. release Love Me Do reached only number 17 in the charts, but it was just a taste of what was to come. That evening on the BBC late night TV news program, Newsnight. Today, in an exclusive interview, Paul McCartney told Mike Mackay about the Beatle years. John and I started writing a couple of years before we ever got a record contract, and we actually used to sag off school, go to my house, and we started trying to write songs. And we, we got together a bunch of songs, uh, 
Love Me Do was one of them. Was there ever a serious possibility that you would have reformed in the late 70s or 80s and played again? No. Uh, while those offers were going on, you know, we used to ring each other and say, have you heard about this offer? You know, I mean, you're not going to do it, are you? And we said, no way, you know. So between the four of us, there was never any question that we were going to do it. You know, we just were kind of just watching the world going mad, really. And the reason was that this chemistry that I was talking about had been broken. You know, we definitely said, right, you know, don't like you, don't want to work with you again, and the business and everything had come to such a head, like a divorce. But, uh, but at the end, the last few years, you were all on better terms, on the sort of... We were on better terms, terms, yes. But not so as we felt like we'd pick up the group thing again. Uh, nobody wanted, really, to work with each other. There were moments when you thought, oh, it would be great, you know, it really would be great. But... Uh, we generally thought that if we did it, it would be a letdown. And one of the things we'd always been very conscious of with the Beatles was to, to go and have a great career and leave them laughing kind of thing. And we thought we'd done that. You know, we didn't really want to come back as kind of decrepit old rock. Hello, remember us? Yeah, she loves you, yeah. You know, and then, oh dear, you know, they, they were good, honest kids. You know, all the grown-ups. They were good when we knew them. As I write this letter, send my love to you. Meanwhile, 10,553 miles away down in Sydney, Ringo and Barbara appear on the TV show Parkinson in Australia. Australia to speak exclusively with Michael Parkinson. The quiet man of the legendary supergroup talks openly about the hectic days of Beatlemania, the pressures of being the most influential men of their generation, and the battle to find his own identity after the breakup. You'll also be meeting the stunningly beautiful film actress Barbara Bach. You've got one chance to see Ringo Starr and Barbara Bach, so don't miss Parkinson in Australia. Brought to you by James Hardy Industries, Saturday, 7.30 on 10. 
Wilkinson in Australia is brought to you by James Hardy Industries, the name behind the names. Thank you. Evening and welcome. Twenty years ago, just about to this very day, a song called Love Me Do went to the top of the hit parade in Britain. Now, no one knew at the time that it marked the start of the revolution in pop music and the beginning of a career for a group of likely lads calling themselves the Beatles, which set new standards in fame and fortune. Well, tonight we're able to celebrate that event with Ringo Starr. Three and a decade now since the Beatles broke up and went their separate ways. For my first guest tonight, it meant a life of globetrotting, making records, directing and acting in films. It was while making the film Caveman that he met and married the beautiful model-turned-actress Barbara Bach. Tonight, I'm delighted to say they're my special guests. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. and Mrs. Richard Starkey, better known as Barbara Bach and Ringo Starr. We're on holiday, you see. Okay. Everybody takes snaps when they're on holiday. So well, how's it been going? 18 years since you were last in this fair land, sir? You'll have to speak up, Michael. 18 years. <laughs> gone death, the old I'm lad. I'm trying to show the opals, you see. Yes. Uh, yeah, 18 years, you're right. And? And what? Coming back? Yeah, we did. The first record. I mean, you were just so happy to have a piece of plastic that you were on then, you know, because everybody turned us down. Yes. Or uh, EMI and George Martin, and he'd only done the goons before us. Yeah. <laughs> so he was, we were really a bit, uh, you know, crazy. The cliff was on another label within EMI, and we'd got George Martin and Parlophone. We thought we were a comedy group. When did you first realize, though, that in fact that it was taking off, it was becoming something special and rare? Mm, birth. A birth. <laughs> well, I mean. Now, you, I don't know. We, we had to do Europe uh, so many times, you know. France, Denmark, all that, those places just across the bay. And, uh, you know, it's, it started... I mean, we played Scotland. They used to laugh at us. Really? Oh, yeah. Why? Thought we were silly. <laughs> but they were all there, wellies and Big Macs and things like that. <laughs> I'd like to thank Barbara. Thank you very much indeed, my dear. Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of the show. in London on October 7th, McCartney gets attention by writing a letter to Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher regarding the current British Nurses National Health Service's pay claim. The NHS had been without a pay increase in years which had forced workers to resign. I said, uh, I think you could, the nurses could do for you what the miners did for Ted Heath, which politically means... Thank you. And yeah. um, well, it was just what I felt, you know. 
His letter angers members of parliament who heckle Paul, saying, stick to music and stay out of politics. She's only some woman after all, you know, prime minister, you know, she gets up, she goes to bed like everyone else, you know, she's, she gets dreams and whatever, you know, she's not uh, infallible. So maybe if I write a letter, there's no, there's no law says I'm not allowed to. This isn't Russia. You know, I'm allowed to say, hey, excuse me, I think that's wrong. You know, I'm not madly political, but if, I, if something seems wrong, you know, I'll, I'll write the letter. On October 11th in America, Capitol Records released the album 20 Greatest Hits by the Beatles. For the first time ever on a single album, 20 number one hits by the Beatles. The Beatles' 20 Greatest Hits, an outstanding album value at a special low price on records and high-quality XDR cassettes from Capitol. This compilation of Beatle tracks offers nothing new to Beatles fans, but still sells well as the LP peaks at number 50 in the U.S. Billboard charts, and number 10 in the UK. In Queens, New York on October 12th, the British rock band The Who plays Shea Stadium. I attend this show with three of my friends, Beth, Mike, and Chuck M. Forecast being cloudy with rain. Low tonight in the 50s. Rain's supposed to end tomorrow morning. Some clearing in the afternoon and a high in the low 60s. Some people have been calling about the uh, about the Who concert. Is it going to go on? Yes, it's going to go on. It's going to go on. It's going to go on no matter what. I think it even says it on the tickets, rain or shine. But it will be going on tonight, so better take your umbrella. They'll let you in with the umbrella, I think. They're not going to allow, you know, the flasks or bottles, cans, that kind of stuff. They tell you to leave that at home, but uh, should be all right. Might want to bundle up. Uh, WPLJ, have a good time. Above all, wet or not. Prior to the start of this evening's Who Show, excerpts from the Beatles' August 15, 1965 Shea Stadium appearance are flashed on the stadium's video screens.
Hello, New York. There's no crowd like a New York one. But I'll tell you what, you can just take it easy down the front and everybody just shuffle back a little bit. Let's all have a good time. There's enough room for us all. This evening's show includes a Beatles medley as a tribute to the group Shea Concerts and John Lennon. They were sung by bassist John Entwistle. We got a good Beatles song.
Apple WAPP-FM 103.5 with The Who. They're back at Shea again tonight with The Clash and David Johansson opening up for him for the second big gig. And as you heard on New York radio station 103.5 WAPP-FM, The Who plays Shea Stadium on October 13th as well. On October 18th in America... Epic Records released the single The Girl Is Mine by Michael Jackson. He wrote Girl Is Mine. Featuring Paul McCartney. And so I was on that. Every night she walks right in my dreams Since I met her from the start I'm so proud I am Special in her heart, the girl is mine. The dog dog girl is mine. I know she's mine. Because the dog gone girl is mine. I don't understand the way you think. Saying that. She's yours, not mine Sending roses and your silly dreams Really just a waste of time Because she's mine so much fun singing with him. Yeah, he, I do. Well, he's great, Michael. I mean, he's a great fella. I mean, I don't know if you've met him and stuff. 
just wanted to see Mike look plugging, you see. You need it. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's a nice fella, you know. He's a good fella to be around, and he's um, talented. Yeah. And so, what more do you want? The single reaches number eight in the UK singles charts and number two in the US Billboard Hot 100. On October 24th, I attend the off-Broadway play titled Lennon at the Intermedia Theatre. The show was conceived and directed by Bob Eaton, who originated it at Liverpool's Everyman Theatre. The play covers John Lennon's life from the Walton Church fate to New York City, 1980. In New Jersey, at the Meadowlands Hilton Hotel on October 29th, 30th, and 31st, Mark and Carol Lapidus present the 10th annual New York Metro Beetle Fest. The special guests for the fest include Wings lead guitarist Lawrence Juber, who played a musical set with the house band Liverpool.
The next guest is recording artist and friend of the Fabs, Harry Nielsen. Harry brought with him copies of his new single titled With a Bullet for exclusive sale at Beetlefest, with all profits going to the Coalition to Ban Handguns charity. This is called With a Bullet Take One. You rolling? And it's especially for the Meadowlands Hilton Beetlefest fan people. You know what I mean? 1982. Woo! For you. up to me and he says, hey, he said, uh, hey, give me everything you got. And I said, everything? Well, times have been tough lately, you know, inflation and all that recession. He said, I know what you mean. Times are tough all over. So I say, I'm not arguing with you because uh, looks like, uh, <laughs> looks like Is that a gun in your pocket? We just uh, glad to, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna argue. I'm just asking a simple question now. What is it exactly you want me to do? And I want you to give me everything you got. Well, I, 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 I'd be very happy to accommodate you. Good, you know, because I, because I'm the one with the gun. I just like to be broken down in the uh-huh. street, in yeah. town, the city. Yeah. That's how most of these crimes happen. You know, I don't know if you, you've been reading the papers lately, but uh, what do you, you know anything about the stats? You what? know that first of all. What? There about 11,000 homicides coming with handguns. I didn't know that. 22,000 people get killed with the bullets. Is that your bullet? Mm, huh. That's right. Well, In fact, uh, what you mean? Hey, what do you want? Very happy. Hey, now wait a minute. I'm the one with the gun now. Just be quiet from me. Well, uh, but do, do I have to tell you one little thing, please? I mean, it's nothing. I mean, I'm, after all, I'm going to give you everything I have. Well, get on with it. Yeah, I know you're in a hurry, but I mean... <laughs> uh, I just, uh, I get nervous around every time it's happening to me, you know. You should be in here, man. I'm the guy with the... Uh-oh, I thought I heard a police car. Oh, jeez. Good, it's gone. Just safe for a minute. Now that I got a minute left, uh, did you know there were 46,000 Americans killed in Vietnam? What's that got to do with me holding you up? That's right. Americans killed on a foreign soil. I'm an American. to stop it. There are 84,000 Americans killed in America with handguns, just like that one you carry in your pocket, you understand me? Did you know, as an example, is the fifth leading cause of child death in America? Doesn't that bother you? You have any children? Oh, nothing personal, just asking. Uh-oh. Now you struck a noise. It's none of my business, I know. You're right. That's all right, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet again, all right? You be quiet right now. You see, uh, I need to do this. Uh, it's for my own protection and all that. Now you just uh, being quiet enough for you. I'm well, looking for my wallet. I'm looking for my wallet. Yeah, you better find it, sucker. I mean, after all, uh, somebody could have taken it without me even knowing it. I want your diners club card too. Ah, here, here it is. Listen, I don't suppose uh, you could let me have my uh, driver's license at least to keep you know. Hey, 
Fest and met with Harry Nielsen in an elevator. We traded stories and whiskey. Listen, man, if I could take it from you, I would. Harry also performed with Liverpool. Just the way this story goes You always smile 
Other guests include auctioneer Roger Berkeley, author of the book Beatles Forever, Nicholas Schaffner, rock journalist Lou O'Neill Jr., and master of ceremonies WPLJ DJ Jimmy Fink. From Mark and Carol Lapidus, Beetlefest 82 is dedicated with love to John Lennon. On November 2nd in America, Polygram Records released the album It's All Right, I See Rainbows by Yoko Ono. First off, congratulations on the new album. Thank you. It's all right. Um, It's all right. Mm. It's all right. (laughs) That's not a review or a critique. Mm. It's 
cover the album says that you look at your first 50 years as a prelude to the rest of your life. In that sense, do you see this album marking a new beginning for you? Oh, yes, definitely I felt that way because when I was in the studio, I started to see that I was um, using all sorts of techniques that sort of came into my head at the time. I was like, where did I get this? Oh, that was in the avant-garde period. Oh, that was in the classical period. And all the period uh, in the past sort of immersed in this, you know. I really tried to sort of uh, say hello to the people who wrote to me in the past couple of years, uh, really giving us love, Sean and I, you know. And it was a beautiful feeling. So when I went to the studio, I just realized that I was saying hello to them. And usually I'm just talking to myself or talking to a few people who understand me. That's, that's the way I felt. But this time around, I knew somehow that um, I was still carrying on the work that John and I started.
looks like a gigantic Is working with music therapeutic for you? It's uh, a nice way of uh, transforming your energy into music so that you don't have to go too angry or too sad, you know. I usually, uh, once a year or twice a year, feel like going to the studio to make a record. <laughs> so this was time that I felt, well, I should do it. One of the reasons probably were the fact that um, there are a lot of um, negative things uh, happening at the time around our life. And Joan, uh, Joan, Sean and I were there. It's very, that's a psychological slip, but Joan was there too, yes. <laughs> we were starting to feel good. Did you feel that Joan was there? Oh, yes, yes. He's always here. <laughs> and so then um, I started to say, all right, I shouldn't be down. Yeah. I have to go to the studio and go working, and somehow that's going to maybe turn around and make that, make this whole negative thing into a positive. superimposed on the back with you and Sean and that creates a really warm feeling why did you decide to do that uh, it's just an instinctive move uh, when I saw that uh, park photo with Sean and me I thought oh it's nice you know this should be the back cover then I kept looking at it and I thought something missing something missing you know oh John of course you know and he's part of us he's part of our family 
after John's death, I faced this sort of little thing looking at me. Oh, it's just you and me now, isn't it? You know? And uh, I had to create a relationship. My name was written in 1980 when John was still alive.
most people think of everything as a contest, something to prove their power. But if I did that, I'm not going to win. I'll be at best the same as they are, equal. And the power I have is the fact that I'm different. The album, It's Alright. The LP reached 108 in the U.S. Billboard Top 200 chart. Life is interesting. Yeah, but you have to have that kind of, you know, sort of funk, you know, different kind of funk.
Coming up in a moment, George releases his highly anticipated tropical album. As far as I'm concerned, this is much more fun. And remembering John Lennon on this December 8th. At the Dakota tonight, hundreds of people paying tribute to the memory of John Lennon. It's a crowd that loved his music, listened to his words, peace, love, and understanding. All day today, that message has been particularly significant. Next on Yesterday and Today. Now we close the premiere of this great new supergroup, the Shorrock Star Band. Take it away. How come you say you will when you won't? Contact the show, visit yesterdayandtodaypodcast.wordpress.com or email at yesterdayandtodaypodcast at gmail.com. Also visit at yesterdaypod on Twitter and search Yesterday and Today Podcast on Facebook. See you next time.
I'm Paul Kaminsky. I'm James Kaminsky. And I'm Wayne Kaminsky. And we bring you the Kaminsky family of podcasts Yesterday and Today and the Third Men podcast. You might know me from one of those dumb voices I do, or my dad (laughs) from his better show than ours. (laughs) Wow. And we're here to tell you about some cool merchandise you can pick up for the shows. As we mentioned in each episode, we do not in any way profit from these shows whatsoever, but to break even on some expenses, we have put up some cool merch that you can pick up to help support the show. Yes, some fun apparel, things you can put on yourself. Are we going to be selling Marks and Spence underwear? <laughs> Don't worry, we will. <laughs> you can head to our social media pages. That's facebook.com slash yesterday and today podcast or facebook.com slash third men. Or you could head to society6.com slash Kaminsky family podcast. That's society, the number six, dot com slash K-A-M-I-N-S-K-I family podcasts. Yeah, keep our lights on. I'm in the dark. (laughs) Dad, any words of wisdom? Hello? The lights just went out. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we need your help. (laughs) Buy stuff. Perhaps a coffee mug that you can enjoy a beverage out of while listening to our shows. And if you haven't got yours, please send forth in and get a free one. All right. (laughs) Thank you, Dad. All right. We'll see you on the podcast, folks. Bye. It's audio. You can't see me. Oh, for God's sake.